Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is uh, Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. Welcome to our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. Now today, our topic is going to be the awkward social. Wah, wah, wah. I feel even awkward talking about it. <laughs> so for those of you that uh, haven't uh, visited with us before, Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We've both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. Every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others can often miss the mark. We will most often start from the employee's perspective. We're going to have a discussion about what we've observed others do to successfully manage these situations and just some lessons that we've learned. And we're always going to have a good discussion. Are we going to have a good discussion today, Greg? We're going to have a great discussion today. So the awkward social. The boss wants to have a team or department social event and you experience all or some of the following. The team doesn't seem to have a social vibe and the idea of a social is kind of awkward. The event is over the top with the emphasis on what the boss is doing for the team. The boss isn't a real social person and is awkward as it is that time of the year and something is expected. The boss is brand new to the role and they have no idea what to do. There's a traditional activity and absolutely nobody likes it. So how does this affect our relationships or the work environment? Wow, this one is packed full of all kinds of different um, perspectives and ideas. You know, even as you describe what that situation could entail, it, it may be exasperated by the manager going to a conference and learning that uh, employee experience is the most important thing, engagement, and I got to do something different. Um, people not really thinking about uh, who their people are and what they need to connect. Uh, oh, there's just so much in this one that, uh, that, that can um, spin out of control. You know, I, I've used the term before, good intentions can sometimes lead to bad impact. Well, this is one of those things. It might be a good intention to have a social event, a gathering, but it can lead to a bad impact if you don't think through it. Yeah, I've, uh, in all the years that I've worked, I've seen a bunch of different versions of this, some really, really good and some awkward. I've seen events where it's all about the boss and yet I've seen some really, really good events, which are kind of low key, everybody hanging out, people feeling comfortable, feeling comfortable enough to bring their significant others with them. And what I find interesting is the way that people approach it. Some people are awkward from the get go. Other people, it's just a natural organic thing and it just happens. This one to me is really interesting because I've seen the whole gamut and I've been to a bunch of really, really good things. And I've been to some things where it's like looking at my watch, have I been here long enough? Can I go now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and if done right, this can be such a deepening uh, in connection and trust and uh, motivation for your team. So if you really do it well, and be thoughtful about it, be planful about it in the beginning. To your point, it can be really amazing. Uh, I still have things in my mind of, uh, of experiences where uh, in, the, in teams that I was a part of, 
that pop to mind that actually give me a you know a mental excitement but also emotional connectivity that I will remember and they happened 20 years ago but it was just uh, a special time you know those those creative moments that that are just uh, that stick in our mind this can be that or it can be the horror shows I like that little that you said a little phrase in there you do it for the team and I love that. That really resonates for me because one of the things you, you talked about a couple of minutes ago was somebody goes to some conference somewhere and gets the employee experience brochure and comes back. And are they really in that situation doing it for the team? Or are they doing it because they went to a conference, got a brochure or listened to a little, you know, outroom discussion and are now coming back like, way, look what I got. I got this thing. This will make things all better. I just really love that phrase that you said you know for the team yeah and you know even in that example they may really have a heart's desire to do something for the team but what you have to think about is do i know the team you know there's a, I, I i've shared and i believe in a previous uh, podcast one of my favorite books is the art of gathering by priya parker and and she talks about the importance of purpose uh, thinking about what what is the purpose of this gathering? What 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 are my hopes? And then understanding what's the context of how are the participants feeling right now, and what do I need to think about as I design or plan for this uh, gathering? Uh, but but there's an art, there is an art to it, um, and and it's but it's important to think from the perspective of who you're gathering as much as why you're wanting to gather. So again, that good intention might be there. I might be doing it for the team, but if I'm not thinking about the team as I plan it, then uh, um, uh, I, it may go awry. I agree. So what are some simple things to make the awkward social a better experience? So what are some of the things that we've seen that we've uh, observed others do? And the first one, as a boss, it's a good idea to allow these things to be as organic and natural as possible. Yeah, I think flow is always important. Yeah, if it seems forced, uh, it will, uh, it can uh, um, make things more uncomfortable. Uh, so if you, you know, it's, it's, it's like, again, really uh, getting a, an idea of what are you trying to accomplish here? putting a little bit of a framework on, but don't make it too tight because too tight uh, makes it uncomfortable. And flowing right into that thought, I think, is it's good to be as open and, and as available to the situation as possible. Maybe somebody else comes up with an idea. A couple of people come in, uh, we'd really like to do this, to be open, available, to discuss these things, to move the idea along. Yeah, I, you know, best laid plans, right? Uh, you might have a great uh, intention, and uh, but something new pops up. Um, something has occurred in someone's life or in the organization that you just need to be able to adjust to and shift uh, is important. And we've alluded to the next point already. The event isn't about you or your position, rather it is about the team and just a time of good fellowship. Yeah, and I, I would say that the time of good fellowship is such a broad perspective. Um, but if we are talking about social, I think that is really being specific. If this is an intention to create relationship, to create understanding. And uh, so I think in this topic that we're having today, 
It is about actually being proactive and what you need to think about to make those connections as positive and as um, impactful as you hope them to be. There may be other times when you have a gathering which is really more direct for a specific purpose. I think in this context, we're talking about the, the social, which means that, that, that fun, that more of a connecting time. Some bosses like to take their crew out for a meal. It is a great idea if everyone is good with that and that it is a good time, casual and a good atmosphere for interaction and social time. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and, and yeah, I've I've been to those those times when it's been like just really a not a good experience. Or you know, they may have wanted to really have a fun experiential um, uh, meal time. Uh, but again, knowing your people and knowing what they're comfortable with is interesting. I remember one. It was I can't remember what the the restaurant was called. It was something called Dark, and you get you or something like that, where you went in. And you couldn't see, and therefore you had to. It was it was to experience uh, someone who had sight impairment, and and it was like a fantastic idea, but it was really awkward because half the people were totally uncomfortable with it. So again, a great intention to do something neat, but um, uh, you know, be thoughtful on who's attending, and again, what you're trying to how you set it up even is important. What I saw with managers earlier on in my career, and I kind of stole the idea, was the, uh, was the idea of buy-in. When you have a discussion about what we're going to do and everybody goes, we should go to this place. And everybody's like nodding. Yeah, that's a great place to go. So we can sit down and talk and the food's good. Everybody will feel comfortable with it. If there's any dietary things, it's covered by this place. I really like the idea of uh, buy-in when you start talking about what we as a group are going to do. Mm -hmm. Some bosses like their crew to come over uh, to their house for a night of hospitality and just a great social time. If it's natural for the situation and organic and not a ceremony, why not? Hey, you know what? I had a holiday party at my house when I was at Campbell's with my whole team for about five years. And this is, this is now 15 years ago. And, you know, uh, we learned through the process. Uh, the first time my wife and I did all the cooking, we, we got little gifts from people, we went shopping, and it became a stress. It was beautiful, but it was stressful. And then sooner, later we got ca catering and, and, uh, and made it much easier. However, I would say those years that we did it, people are still talking about it. But we, it was fluid. We had different rooms. People moved around to talk. It was less formal. Um, it was, yeah, again, catered. Um, I still run into people 15 years later and they talk about uh, the parties at my house. It, it kind of opened things up. They got to know me and my family a little bit more. It was more of a casual, positive environment. So I would highly recommend um, those. But I love your, your aspect. It's got to be natural and organic because um, uh, I've equally been to home parties that were, that were very uncomfortable. And you could tell that there was an alignment in the house to this idea. And that's often really interesting to see and experience. So if you're going to do this, talk to your partner or the people in your home and make sure they're on side and engaged in the idea. <laughs> I've always felt welcome at your home, Greg. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I've talked to uh, Josette ahead of time to make sure that she's comfortable with you coming to my home. <laughs> <laughs> A potluck is a great thing. The crew ends up working together and the focus is not the boss, but rather the group. My personal preference is uh, 
not to over organize it, but just to let things happen organically. And uh, you and I, just before we recorded this, I made a, a quip. How many times are we going to say potluck or shop luck in this yes, podcast exactly. series? Exactly. Well, this is the last of freedom. I will say it again that uh, I am not a great chef. Uh, however, uh, I have participated a- into many of these with what I call shop luck. So, y- y- you know, it's, it's just as nice. Uh, and, uh, and it shows commitment by uh, purchasing something to bring to the potluck. And I just love potlucks. I just find it very inclusive. It makes it a little bit more casual. Everybody puts a little bit of ownership into the process. And uh, I think it just solves a bunch of problems by, by doing so. As, as we release these, maybe we can start a game uh, that uh, any listeners, uh, they track the amount of times we say potluck or shoplock. And at the end, the person who gets all of them, we will win a, a fantastic prize from uh, Talking Not Ranting podcast. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you're going with it. I thought for one moment we we're going to have to put recipes up on a website or something. So no, that's fine. We can do that. I just didn't want to turn this into a cooking show. Yeah, that's good. One of the ideas that uh, I observed some people early in my career doing, uh, the bosses would just ask the staff, what do you guys want to do? They just start a, a conversation and people could say what they thought and quite often if and these bosses had really good relationships with their reports it worked out great every it just created this buy-in people felt some ownership of the process everybody wanted in it was good Mm -hmm. Mm, i agree uh, broaden your perspective get better ideas and be honest and open in these situations a couple times i've started on a team as the manager like just before the holiday seasons and it's like I've never socialized with these people before. They have a whole history with somebody that was there before me. And a couple of these situations when we were together for a meeting or something, I would turn it, listen, we're coming up to the holiday seasons. I'm not sure what you guys have done in the past. I'm open to some suggestions. What would you guys like to do? Mm. Yeah, I agree. And the other thing around openness, you one of the examples you said earlier is that traditional activity that no one really likes. Um, by both opening up and having a dialogue with folks allows you to better understand those things because if people aren't talking to you and you think that people are really loving it and really it's the last thing they want to do um, check yourself every once in a while and connect with folks and being open to shift ideas um, uh, don't get stuck in a rut um, so okay as uh, employees there's some things that we can do to assist with the awkward social be open and enjoy whatever gets organized. Nothing better than uh, something's happening. You come up, you, sh- you show up, you're there to socialize, have a good time, enjoy each other's company. Love the positive attitude. Uh, be helpful if you have a chance to comment or participate, help plan it. To me, there's nothing better in uh, an outing if a bunch of other people on the team have been part of the organization or have done the organization. I love that. I just think it's so much healthier for the team when you have that type of participation. Yeah, and often it's a great idea to pair people up and say, listen, uh, if we have four um, events a year that we're doing, um, uh, share and have a couple people lead each of those. So it doesn't have to be the manager. Often it's even more creative and fun to say, hey, I got a budget. Let's let's choose uh, what to do. And that allows deeper connections between the two or three people that lead as well as it gets greater variety and diversity in the kinds of events you have. 
I love giving the authority to do these things to other people. And it's not because I don't want to do it. I just think it's really good for the dynamics of the group. It's, it shows that you trust people, that you want to share these things with other people. You value their uh, ideas in it. To me, it's just a really good move as a manager. I don't have to be the person making all the decisions all the time. I feel comfortable with myself. And I want people to participate and feel that they can contribute to stuff. So I love giving up the authority to plan any of these things because quite frankly, there's people much better at planning social events than I am. Why wouldn't I use them? Yeah, I agree. And be the person you want others to be. You know, let's be a positive influence on this process. We're going to have a social, it might be a little bit awkward, but let's show up. Let's be that person. Yeah, sometimes we forget that there are a lot of organizations that don't do these kinds of things. And just to, uh, to recognize the gift of being able to connect and being able to have companies that actually support whatever it is um, and, and therefore show up with the right mindset, the right attitude to participate. And I love the idea that a company would give a, a manager, uh, a team, a department, whatever, however it's organized, give them a budget for this type of thing saying, Hey, listen, you guys have 5k to use for your, uh, social things. Uh, these are the things that can't be used for whatever. And, uh, off you go and get, just give the team some flexibility in what they do. Yeah, it's a great spend. You know, we spend so much money in organizations on, on stuff that isn't effective, but actually, um, declaring a commitment to building a relationship and supporting that with, uh, some kind of a budget is a really good idea. And let's just support the team and the boss. This is one of these things. It's for everybody. You know, let's push in. Let's help out where we can. It's just, a, it can be a very, very positive situation. Yeah. And the, the final point, you know, is uh, sometimes there may be issues going around uh, on people's lives who are participating. So we've talked about this a lot is just to be aware, be present on the situation, be aware of what's going on in the lives of your coworkers, your boss, the, the group as a whole, and just being sensitive to that and being supportive in that. So, you know, sometimes people show up and they got lots on their mind. And uh, so they might not be as engaged and as involved in the have in the past, but, you know, being aware that we all go through ups and downs and part of showing up is to be uh, present with others and um, encouraging and supporting them and giving them space when they need space. I really love that point. And that's one of the reasons why I like to get other people involved in the process of, of planning these and executing these types of uh, events. They may have a little more information on maybe what's going on in somebody's private life and they can help guide the planning process so that we accommodate some people who might be in a certain um, frame of mind or been going through some stuff. And it just gives you more information to make this a better experience for more people. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Love it. So do you have any, uh, other thoughts on this, Rick? No, I don't think so. I think we really were, uh, you know, hopefully we summarize, you know, uh, be clear on your intention for these socials, show, socials, understand where your people are and what's important to them. And, and we've talked about engaging them in those scenarios and even giving them ownership for leading those things, which are a great way to do it. Uh, and then being just aware of when you're having them, how people are, what they're, what they're going through right now and supporting them in that process. Those are like four simple 
things that if, if whether you're the boss or whether you're a member of the team, that each of you can kind of focus on to allow uh, the shift from awkward social to awesome social. Amen. That was awesome. Another t-shirt saying. Please, look at that. <laughs> Listen, we hope that uh, some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope that you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you angry. But this again, and I weigh heavily on this, Greg, your uh, excited or peeved attitude thing. Yeah, yeah. We just always say that, you know, in many of these um, podcasts that we've had, podcasts that we've had, uh, we, we, we encourage people to, and we try to either stir people to a point of being excited or peeved off. And usually both of them, when you feel your energy going up, there's usually an insight, a learning that you can take hold of. So our hope in each of these is to provide moments of both. Uh, and for hopefully you will reflect upon those moments and sense when you're having that shift. Uh, I learned as much uh, when I am something bothers me or I'm peeved off about something that someone said. Uh, that often gives me the clue, what do I need to learn in this moment? There's something here that's uh, impacting me enough to make me think and reconsider or reflect. Do you find that uh, what you've just spoken about, you're also a coach, you have a coach, but you're also a coach. Is this something you stress with your clients as well? I do. And it's about, you know, I always said it's about uh, uh, the best coaches, the best leaders, the best team members are ones that are curious and courageous. And that courageous part is sometimes saying things or pointing out something that might create a bit of a churn. And so I often try to create environments uh, where, where either I myself am more curious and courageous or the environments themselves allow people to become more of those. And when you do that, then to your point, more things will come out with, of uh, energy shifts that will allow people to think differently and, uh, and learn. And I know in our conversations uh, uh, over the years, that doesn't always happen right away, but it's the process, right? You start you get a little churny about something and it doesn't always, the end result doesn't happen right away, but it does create a process where you start thinking about these things and exploring those things. I agree. And you know, it is something like these socials that allow again, that trust level to build as you get to know each other on a deeper level. Uh, it creates the environment where you can be more curious and more courageous because you've created relationship and trust. And so linking back to these kinds of events, that's why they're so important because they build that environment that you can then have those conversations and uh, um, uh, help people shift. Right on. All right, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. We'll talk to you next time. Take care.